Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. Hello, everyone. From St. Patrick's Catholic Community in Scottsdale, Arizona, I'm Father Eric Teus, the pastor of the parish. Easter greetings to all of you on this Easter day. We're so glad that you're here to join us. First of all, thank you for all the great comments of gratitude and even pictures of families and friends gathered together to watch our Mass in the ways that we present it to you. We are so grateful for your kind words and to know that the churches at home can still be connected through technology for the greater church at large, including St. Patrick's and even belong. We're hearing people from people from different countries throughout the world who know of St. Patrick's and have visited here. As we know in Scottsdale, so many people travel and have come to celebrate with us at the table of the Lord. So we give praise and thanks to God on this Easter day, but also the Easter season, which lasts for seven weeks in our Catholic faith. So those of you who have come to St. Patrick's know that when we greet people, we like to warm up with music. And one of the things that we're seeing is that people are participating at home and singing along. And so Paul Hildebrand here along with Jill Bagshaw and Peter and Becky are here to help with our music here today. And Paul, let's warm up with a little bit of music so that people from everywhere can join in on these great Easter songs that we celebrate as Christians. Wonderful. Uh, for the Feast of Easter, we have a special sequence that we sing right before the uh, Alleluia. And so there's a little refrain we're going to invite you to sing with us. It goes like this. Christ, my hope is arisen. You sing. Christ, my hope is arisen. To Galilee he goes before. Everyone. Christ, my hope is arisen. Christ indeed from death is risen. Everyone. Christ, my hope is arisen. You're doing great. Okay. And then one more. Let's go ahead and just do the refrain for this is the day. We've sung this psalm for a while. This is from Psalm 118. This is the day. So the, uh, the, the cantor will sing, and we sing right after them. This is the day, this is the day, the Lord has made, the Lord has made. let us rejoice, let us rejoice. set, Paul? All set. Very good. You know, when one visits St. Patrick's, we always greet each other before Mass because we are a community. And so the community not only is in the building, but when we leave, as the word Mass, Misa, means to be sent forth to live that out. But when we gather together each week, we are happy to see one another. So at this time, Maybe greet one another. Some of you are texting one another or you're watching on Facebook through the watch party there as well. So let's take a moment to greet each other or think of people we're praying for today that we would normally be with uh, personally on Easter. So let's just pause for a moment and greet each other with uh, wonderful wishes on Easter Day. And now we continue our celebration of Easter. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. 
and with your spirit. There's a special word in the church, kind of a fancy church word we use. The word is paschal. In Hebrew, it means Passover. And Christians give this whole event of Jesus' suffering and death and resurrection a term called the Paschal Mystery. This tall candle here is called the Paschal Candle, reminding us at our baptism we died to sin, but we always rise. Whenever I teach class to my parishioners here, I always say no matter what question I ask you, there's always a right answer, and you're never wrong. Dying and rising. Dying and rising. That's the mystery of the Christian faith. There's no dying without rising, and there's no rising without dying. And so on this Easter day, let's die to sin and selfishness so that we may share fully in the new life with Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, you conquered sin. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you conquered death. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you always offer mercy to your people. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us all to eternal life. Amen. Amen. And now let us join all of God's people throughout the world in the singing of the glory.
us pray. Gathering all our prayers into one. O God, who on this day, through your only begotten Son, have conquered death and unlocked for us the path to eternity, grant that we who keep the solemnity of the Lord's resurrection may, through the renewal brought by your Spirit, rise up in the light of life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Usually at this time, we like to greet visitors and find out who's visiting here with us for the first time. And so we just want to know that we are hearing from many people throughout the entire world and the country who are following us. We welcome you to St. Patrick's and to the table of the Lord and praying with us here today. Let us now be attentive to God's word. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Peter proceeded to speak and said, You know what has happened all over Judea, beginning in Galilee and after the baptism that John preached? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good and healing all those oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem, they put him to death by hanging him on a tree. This man, God raised on the third day and granted that he be visible, not to all the people, but to us, the witnesses chosen by God in advance, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commissioned us to preach to the people and testify that he is the one appointed by God as a judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him will receive forgiveness of sins through his name. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.
From the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Brothers and sisters, if you were raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above, not of what is on earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, your life, appears, then you too will appear with him in glory. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning. And while it was still dark and saw the stone removed from the tomb, so she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple to whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we do not know where they've put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. And she bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one whom had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture, that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. Again, Easter greetings on this Easter day. And yet we remember that it isn't just one day, but that it lasts for seven weeks as we journey to the great feast of Pentecost, which is the birth of the church. As a child, and maybe you might have had that same experience too, that we look forward to special holidays, special days, that even adults would want to be sure that we have a good experience whether it's Christmas and looking forward to to presents, whether it's Easter Day and hiding Easter eggs and finding them, maybe it's birthdays or the first day of school. There's always a desire to want a child and our children to have the greatest experiences there. Many times they are, and they're wonderful and can create great memories. But other times in adults' life, they're aware of stress, of conflict, maybe of 
problems that have arisen that are very, very painful and hard to deal with. And many times, parents and other adults have to put that aside. Hopefully, it's not one of just faking and pretending, but really, out of love for our children and other people who have special days in their lives, we do that because there's the greater good to know that we want them to experience the true meaning of that holiday, of that celebration, of that event in their lives. Because, in all honesty, all suffering, all stress and anxiety is temporary. It doesn't last forever. And so I'm grateful, and I hope you've had that same experience too, of adults in my life, whether it's parents or extended family, teachers, that even when they were going through difficult times, that they put that aside so that I could have a good Christmas, a good Easter, a good birthday, another special day in my life, and my brother and sister's life as well. Not out of faking, but out of love. Here we are today, around the world, including our country, Easter, the year 2020, and we're celebrating another Easter. Hard to believe it's about 2,000 Easter's that we've celebrated. And Easter happens in the midst of war, in the midst of famine and poverty, oppression, not being allowed to practice openly the Christian faith, many other painful things that happen in the world. And yet Easter was always, has always been celebrated with great joy, in plenitude, in abundance, in happiness. There's been a lot of Easter. But yet Easter still remains even when you and I struggle with events in our lives. You see, Easter happens no matter what. And it happens in the midst of still people dying. That's the one thing I'm going to ask Jesus when I meet him face to face. I hope I get there. And one of the things I'm going to ask you, if you keep talking about eternal life and resurrection, why didn't you get rid of death? Why do we still have to die? Why didn't you get rid of suffering? If we're going to follow you, shouldn't we be exempt from all this suffering? What are you trying to teach us? And I think what Easter does is reminds us that there is something greater that still happens. That we don't just live in the moment. That we have to have long-range vision. That's what it means to be a Christian disciple in mission. I can't tell you how many times in our lives including mine, that we live for the moment. How many times you and I live in roller coaster? Whoa, this was a great day. This was a great event. Finally, things are going my way. I've got a good return. I've seen a reward for all my hard work and all. This is wonderful, and yet maybe the next day, oh, what horrible news. This is awful. Oh, how could this be happening to me, to us, to my loved ones? And it's like a roller coaster. And so, in all honesty, we live our lives off the seat of our pants. One minute we're happy, the next minute we're sad. There's nothing 
that grounds us into saying that suffering and disappointment and pain is temporary. And really, that's the gift of Easter, that Jesus has conquered suffering. That it's always temporary, whether it's completed on earth or in the new life with God in his kingdom, the eternal kingdom. All death is temporary because death now has the change meaning that it leads to eternal life. I don't know if you knew this or not, but I I do do funerals for a living. And in doing funerals, it's interesting in dealing with a culture that is afraid of death and not being aware of how to grieve and how to have hope. So often, it's hard to really preach the message of Jesus to people who are so grounded in right now and in the moment that they can't see beyond that. And so death for them leads them to great anger against God, against maybe Christians, maybe against other people. Part of that grief is normal, and those are stages, but if we don't have anything to ground ourselves in, such as resurrection, belief in Jesus, eternal life, then we just live off the seat of our pants and one minute we're happy and the next minute we're sad. Our theme at St. Patrick's this year is grounded in prayer and in mission. We are Christian disciples in mission who are grounded in prayer and in mission. So what prayer does, it helps us have long-range vision. That what you and I as a country and the world are experiencing right now, in all honesty, in the eyes of God, is temporary. It's not going to last forever. Are there new ways of living coming out of this? Hopefully. Hopefully we learn something. Hopefully we don't misuse prayer to say, God, take us back to being normal. Take us back the way it was just a couple of months ago. Then we learn nothing, we grow nothing. And we just go back to the rat race we were in the beginning. No, prayer gives us that long-range vision to say, God, what are you going to bring out of it that's different? For the church, for the world, for government, for our country, for the economy? Something new has to pop out of that. And that's what being grounded in prayer is. Not to control God to say, give us what we need, but God, help us to look beyond and know that there is something greater that you're offering. Eternal life, eternal joy that conquers all suffering, even death. The second thing is mission. We are grounded in mission that we don't live for the moment and we don't go around faking it. Just as I talked about in the beginning, maybe as parents or the child, we're hurting so much, our relationship's hurting so much, I guess we might as well fake it for the kids. You don't do it out of faking. You do it out of love to say there are going to be other birthdays, hopefully, other Christmases, other Easter's that's going to speak of great joy because this isn't just the end. And whether it's accomplished on earth or again in God's kingdom, that's going to happen. And so being in mission means you don't live in the moment and you don't make all important decisions based on what's happening right now. How many people in our country are saying, let's get back to work. Let's start doing things now. Don't listen to experts. Let's just go out and live our lives. Boy, I get it. (laughs) I'm impatient just like other people too, but there has to be the greater good. And it's having that long-range vision that God 
is leading us to Easter, to a life based on eternity that's different. And Christians, we're not fakers. You don't fake it. The motivation is love. And so anyone that's hurting, that we call upon, that we check on, any family relationship that hopefully can be healed or renewed during this time can really be one that changes our minds. And we do that out of love. Okay? This Easter is not where we want to be. But here we are. And we don't fake it, but out of love, we're going to take care of our children and our neighbors and fellow Christians and all other people in the world to remind them that suffering and death is temporary, but life with God is forever. My friends, let us now profess our faith through the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Easter traditionally reminds us of our baptism. We grieve with those who are the elect the candidates who were hoping to be baptized or fully brought into communion with us. And so we recognize their sorrow at this moment, but also we look forward to the day when they come and to become to the table of the Lord here with us. But in the meantime, as they long for baptism or full communion, we remember our baptism, that we were made priestly people. That means we mediate between God and people. And so an important part of the Mass is we stand before the Lord and we pray on behalf of everyone on the face of the earth and we know that prayer is much needed in our world today. And so let us now ask God to hear our petitions, our prayers for this day. For Pope Francis and all church leaders, may they lead us out of fear and into the comfort of God's love. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For world leaders, may they be filled with compassion for people of all race, age, gender, and position. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those suffering from COVID-19, may God grant a full recovery through the care of committed healthcare workers and for scientists and medical professionals. May they be successful in their efforts to control the spread of the coronavirus. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all on the front lines of the pandemic, including first responders, military personnel, transport drivers, media reporters, and grocery store workers, may God grant generous protection and strength. 
We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the elect, may they experience joy and love as they patiently await full initiation into the Catholic Church. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the ill, may healing and hope be found through the care provided by others. Jeff Sneeden, Helen Pachak. And for the deceased, may they rest peacefully and gloriously in God's arms. George Bonart, Linda Marshall, Sue Rice. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord God, not only the petitions mentioned out loud today, but we include every petition in the hearts of every person at this Mass today. Answer our prayers always according to your compassionate way. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us conclude our prayer. Lord God, may these Easter mysteries we have just celebrated have a lasting effect in our lives. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Even though the building's closed, there's always announcements because the church is alive. Much is happening. You know, in my course of conversation with people, they, they kind of tease, and I get it. They say, must nothing be going on. It must be nice to a little break. But, you know, behind the scenes, there's so much that's happening to make the parish operate and to keep people connected. But the church is alive through them already. One of the things is at St. Patrick's, we hire people who are leaders, not followers. Followers are those who just stand there and wait until someone tells them what to do. That's not our staff. They've been meeting every day, Monday through Friday, looking at creative ways of how to keep our young people, the older people, and all types of people, parents and resources and things that are available in the parish. So the church is operating, and uh, it's alive. And we're still, the office is open by email or telephone, so priests can talk to people as well, and that way we can pray over the phone together and guide spiritually during these times. And people are still coming to us for needs in their, in their lives. So the parish is not closed and just kind of waiting on here. We don't know how long this is going to last, but... The church needs to be prepared, including St. Patrick's, for when people return, however that's going to be, that people are going to be going through grief, something that's lost in their lives, especially our medical people, first responders, people who work so hard behind the scenes at grocery stores and truck drivers and other people who are doing things that are risking but also providing the common good. They're going to need to come back and be healed mental health things as well, support groups, people reconnected or finding jobs or being resources. So this is when the church is coming alive. So as some people in church are grieving that they can't come to church and all, hey, we're getting ready to roll up our sleeves. But as we keep working and all, people amazingly are still giving. That just blows our minds. The first week when all happened, income was zero. And each week it keeps growing by leaps and bounds because parishioners are either signing up for online or text to give or by mail. 
And thank you for those gifts. Keeps us working. It keeps us doing the mission of the church, the mission of the kingdom of God. And so we just thank you. And if you're going to give it anyway, please continue to do that, whether it's monthly or weekly. Um, That's all put into good use. And we're, we're still doing the work of the Lord. So thank you in generosity. I want to thank Mary Promota, our administrator, who has worked tirelessly. She's got the title of, uh, of the director of pastoral activities, but she has more than stepped up. But she knows that she doesn't do that alone. We've got an entire team of staff people. Huh? So thanks to those who've been producing this mass behind the scenes and keeping you in communication. Please sign up for the email that we get that's now given to you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date with the latest events. We had a 1,000 people uh, respond to a survey. 360 said they're ready to do something, and we presented to you through the email connection ways that you can support one another safely and minister at this time to one another. So the office is still open in terms of uh, technology by uh, telephone and by email. We're still there for you. We're still praying for people. We're still doing what we can. So I'm very grateful. I pray all of you have a great and safe Easter and know that uh, we wait forward that day that we can gather together. Just remember, Christianity in our Catholic faith is built on gathering. That's not going to go away. We are gathering people and we gather to pray and support and grow and so whatever it is we're going to learn out of this time there it's going to be powerful for the church it's going to force us to relook at the relook at things and do things even better and more effective okay so this is uh, something of a renewal a purification but also something that gives us a new way of being because that's really what Easter's about a new life and I think we know in all honesty the church has been struggling people walking away not being welcome, not being understood, not being accompanied on their journey. And hopefully this might re-inspire not so much the people, meaning the lay people, but the church at large, those who give their lives in service of the church, that we can relook at what hospitality really is, what ministry really is, what accompanying is really about. And that would be a great Easter blessing. Prayers to all of you. Thank you for all that you do in following us. Thank you for your support and your generosity. And I'm so grateful to the staff and lay leadership that have stepped up at this time to do great works. Blessings to all of you. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 